0: Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's get started. Straight from New York, yo, yo, this handsome ass, yo, yo. Ah, now, well, tuned here. in to Al the Funk Master. Watch your grill yoga knocked out cold fast and talking shit. Now we talking facts. With the mountain off the back, you in trouble, came to burst a bubble. I don't shelter punches, they find home on your mind about a double. This the weekly scraps. You don't need a map, GPS, I'm right here to lead the dash. The world doesn't know it needs, but I grow disease, seas. Planet, fuck a name and a fame. Only legacy remains remember the name uh, Motherfucker
1: breaking news Corey and Cheeto was moved to March 25th yeah. which made me think that we haven't really talked about that fight and this is obviously in your weight class so it's I think you have probably one of the best opinions that anyone could get on YouTube about this yeah. so for that fight both these guys I feel like are talked about as in line next for a title shot. Maybe not Corey as much just because you beat him so bad and you're still the champion. But, like, a lot of people think Cheeto, if he beats Corey, he could be a champion. Do you think... He could be a champion or he could... Or, an, I'm everybody? sorry, he, he hey, could let's, be... A, let's, let's, he, uh, let's
0: get that right he, here. There, he could be, no, 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 he could be a contender. <laughs>
1: um, Cheetos. I, in my personal opinion, I feel like Cheeto, his last couple wins have been very, like, impressive highlight wins. But also... Um, the asterisk next to them is that he was facing older guys with weathered down chins and he got away with a lot because of that. That weren't as durable. But what what do you think?
0: All right, so I'm gonna give you guys the real. Like, yeah, I know Cheeto and I kind of go back and forth a little bit. He talks a lot of shit on me for whatever reason. Um, he seems to be my number one supporter and number one hater at the same time. Um Cheeto's a very tough dude. He's a savage. He goes for the kill, he's tough. Um, he's durable. We've seen that, like, he takes he takes a good amount of punishment uh, in the sense of, like, he knows how to, like, um, navigate that. Like, where it's not clean punishment, but he takes it. Like, he can block and defend well when people are pouring it on him and uh, come out relatively unscathed, and then he'll come back with big shots that could put you away. Sandhagen, more of the technician, um, smooth on the feet. He's going to try to piece you up and try to paint this beautiful Picasso on you. Um, we know his grappling isn't the greatest, but he's been implementing wrestling in this game as we've seen with Song Yudong. This fight is very close for me because they're both tall guys, both like a 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, five, I'm 5'7". And with that being said, um, I think the more technical guy in this fight coming in, if like you were watching them skill for skill, who throws a better jab? Who looks better on the pads? Who looks better kicking? Who looks better grappling and just drilling? You're going to say Corey Sanhagen has the entire package. Um, Cardio, conditioning, both these guys like to run, Mm -hmm. especially Cheeto because he talks about it all the time. Um, 13 miles. 13 miles, which is just crazy. Um, Whatever. I don't even run. So that just whatever. Different strokes, different folks. So going back with that, I'm going to say Cheeto and Sanhagen are relatively close in the cardiovascular department. And we know the fight's not 15 minutes. It's not one-round fight. It's who does what they need to do best in the entire package of the fight. Because I hate when people go, oh, there was only five more minutes. Bro, but, the, but there wasn't.
1: But there wasn't. Who got it done in that time? In that time period. Yeah. Like,
0: what I trained for, right, bro. right. Like, stop moving the bar. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Judge what happened in the fight. Like, you can speculate all you want, but that does not matter in this contest. Right. 25 minutes or less, who's going to be the man coming out of this? And I just feel like... Sanhagen has shown more improvement overall. People are going to say Cheeto is the most improved fighter. Who? yo, yeah, I don't want a participation trophy. Cheeto, I don't think you want a participation trophy. No, you don't want acknowledgement for being most improved. You want acknowledgement for being a badass. That's all people care about. With that being said, you have to look at the body of work that both these guys put together, and Cheeto has shown that he has some vulnerability there and he is human. He can be touched up. He can be outpaced. He can. You could bank rounds against him. And who banks rounds better than a guy like Corey Sanhagen? You know what I mean. So in this matchup, I think this is Sanhagen's fight to lose. And Cheeto's going to need to hit one of those haymaker home runs, hail mary finishes, and he can do that. Of course, that. yeah. But Sanhagen's way more durable than a lot of the past opponents that um, Cheeto Vera has fought. Right. And again. That head kick on Dominic Cruz, that front kick on um, Frankie Yeager could send anybody that probably, to the gulags. If
1: he lands one of those, it knock, it would probably knock out even Corey. A lot of people. Yeah. I mean, Hurt
0: him, stun him, rock him. I'm not saying he gets hit and he drops like a bag of potatoes, but he gets cracked with one of those. That fight's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're on skates. That's like
1: a life-altering kick.
0: Exactly. Um, you're in a different, you're in the Neptunes, you're in Pluto, you're just in a different space and time. <laughs> different time continuum. Like, you're gonna need to call the flash to try to bring you back from, like to change your, your, the trajectory of your life, you know? Like, those are hard strikes. So I give credit where credit is due. Like, I can make all the jokes I want about Cheetos and being so salty, cause he is a salty bastard for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, the guy can fight. He's super tough, super durable. And um, he manages to find a way to find a home to land that kill shot. And it's just whether or not he can do that against a guy who's younger, more durable, and as skilled as a guy like Corey Sanhagen. And I think that's the difference in this fight. Corey has been in those championship fights. Cheeto has not. He's been in five-round wars before, five-round fights before. He's won. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be the difference going into this. And uh, I like Sanhagen's odds. If, I, if I'm if i looking at this as a better I'm betting on Corey Sandhagen. I'm not betting on Cheeto to win, um, but I do know if I'm going to hedge my bet, I'm going to hedge my bet with maybe Cheeto winning by knockout yeah. or not knockout by TKO. Sure, because I think there's a very big possibility for that.
1: I want to say this too, um, people. Like, if you look at his last three fights for <laughs> Cheeto, he's fought guys with who are known for either being old and having a worn down chin, or just not having the best chin. Like, not it. T- it doesn't take the most powerful shot to knock them down. So in Cheeto's last fights, like a lot of the rounds he won per se, are uh-huh. rounds where he was actually losing ninety percent of that round, but right at the end of the round he landed a punch that for most guys wouldn't knock Rob, them down. Rob Font. Rob Font, but also with Pedro, was it? And uh, who who did he fight? Pedro or Frankie last? Frankie Okay. Frankie and uh and like Dom, like Dom would be piecing him up those rounds like landing way more strikes looking way more creative on the feet <laughs> like executing his game plan better and then one punch that didn't even look that powerful yeah. would knock dom on his ass
0: and they have him like his eyes rolling back in the back of his because,
1: head because and that's just from Father years time, of bro. doing this and being hit so many times over just being a striker for that many years like yeah but but that's not gonna happen to Corey. one punch isn't gonna do that to
0: Corey. And even Dominic Cruz, when I was out there in in San Diego, he was just saying, like, he reminded me, like, like, he's almost 20 years in the game, bro.
1: Dom Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. Like From he's, the WC. He's an OG. He
0: is a super OG. He's so an OG. It's like, what do we even, like, how do you even compare that? Right.
1: So, and then. This should it, be his own segment, by the
0: way. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm going to put this out on his own. <laughs> but, like, I feel like, like people have to take that into consideration. Like, Corey Sanhagen is just as fresh as Cheeto, if not more, I think.
0: What I like about Cheeto, though, his attitude about constantly getting better, so that one day he could be a world champion. And when you have an attitude like that, it's super positive. It makes it easier for you to go through the day-to-day grind, even if the fight doesn't go your way. He lost to Jose Aldo, came back and rebuild himself. He lost to John Lineker, came back and rebuild himself. John Lineker put him, made him in, made him curl up in a fetal position, bro. Like it was bad. Like John Lineker is this guy who's like five foot. He's like four eight. <laughs> and uh, swinging, just just swinging haymakers, like, eh, 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 eh. and he terrorized a five foot eleven guy in Cheeto Vera. He's not five, he's not four foot eight, but you guys get the point. Yeah, he's just so much bigger than him, and he bullied him. But he was young in his career, and Cheeto was able to come back and battle back, and and show that even with adversity, he can grow. But he fought a lot of truck drivers. If I fought those truck drivers, I would finish them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like cool. Like, I'm not knocking him. He did what he needed to do. He stayed. He stuck around. And look at him. man, He's one of the, the pioneers or the one of the main famous people coming out of his country in Ecuador. So I respect that wholeheartedly. Like, yeah, I, mean, I might be poking fun and having a little fun with it right now. But I respect his mental fortitude and how he's willing to work, battle back, and dig, in, dig deep. Like, even for me, I lost two in a row. He had split decisions. Both fights that a lot of people thought that I arguably won or at worst, were a draw, but I lost. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I lost. Mm -hmm. Came back, beat Tequino Mendez, and went on a tear from there. Lost to Marlon Moraes, got knocked out, rebuilt myself. So I wholeheartedly understand where um, Marlon Vera's coming from, and I relate to that. Mm. Because it's not easy, man, when you lose. Yeah, he didn't have an easy path. Yeah, so when you come up, you think like, it's just gonna go up, bro, it's just going up. And then when you hit a bump, you see a lot of guys that kind of folded right. and never battle back from that. Mm-hmm. So I respect that. I respect his skills, but let's be honest.
1: Right. There's that knock on him right People, I think there's like two camps with Cheeto. It's like one camp thinks he deserves a title shot, and one camp thinks, yo, you've you've had very impressive performances, but against guys who are older and less durable. <clears throat> and so there's those two camps.
0: If I'm going to give a title shot between both those guys, I give it to San for beating Yadong versus Cheeto beating Dominic Cruz mm-hmm. and Frankie Edgar.
1: But I'll say this, if Cheeto does beat Corey.
0: that's different. That's then way it's like different. it's
1: almost undeniable that, that he, he should, be, should next. be next
0: over anybody. They'll even probably over give him Marab,
1: oh, except for Marab. He's obviously, but he won't fight you. He won't fight you. That's yeah. so he's
0: but So I would even say like I leave this division, you got Cheeto versus Marab. Unless they're probably going to give Mali, O'Malley you something. got O'Malley there, right there too. Right. Damn, so they'll do. If you bleeding. leave,
1: they're going to give it Cheeto O'Malley. No, I have zero doubt in my head. Yeah, they're going to try. Unless to go Henry over Rob. beats you.
0: Um. So, um. Even going back to that. So when you look at Cheeto in that package, it goes like, and I respect that he's trying to get better in all facets, of, all facets of the sport, and the martial arts. But you get taken down by Frankie Yeager and you lose literally four minutes, three and a half minutes of all three rounds, and then you land on a big knockout blow at the end. What does a guy like Marab do to you? Yeah. What does a guy like myself do to you once once I take you down? Like, you're either finished or you get the crap beat out of you. Yeah. Or you get, f- or yeah, finished. I was going to say submitted. But.
1: but that doesn't work against the top five guys in your division. Yeah. You've got to have a more aggressive... Forthcoming strategy than sitting back and waiting for that one punch to land.
0: Like, he fights Umar, what happens? Like, let's be real here.
1: He fights, I think Ricky
0: Simone, what happens? Let's be real here. I don't know about Ricky Simone. This is for both guys. Yo, Ricky's a tough dude I know he's a
1: savage, but it's just hard to say.
0: He's, yo, anyone who I've ever felt like felt as strong as myself. Ricky Simone is that guy. Really? Ricky Simone is that guy. Interesting. I'm going to give him his flowers because that is a tough dude. And the fact that Marab, and I'm, now I'm going to be kind of kicking him kicking him a little bit. Marab was kicking his ass. <laughs> and he got a, a choke finish that doesn't even make any sense because the time was out of the fight. BS. And somehow they, they gave, they didn't wave the fight off. But somehow when they're announcing the winner, they gave him the nod, which made no sense. No, that's bullshit. Literally time expired. Mm-hmm. They didn't call the fight. But somehow at the, whatever.
1: Yeah. That's I think he would
0: even say, like, I think if he's, if he's any type of man, real man, and I like Ricky, any type of real man, he's going to understand and recognize, like, yeah, man, like, Murad was definitely winning the fight, and I was on my way to losing, and I think based on the, the criteria of calling a fight, I should not have gotten a nod because you didn't call the fight before the time expired. Mm-hmm. In a wrestling match, you can't call a pin after the match is over. You can't. You don't get a pin right. at the 7 minute mark or the 6 minute right. mark in high school or college. That makes wrestling. no sense. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, but Ricky Simone is a threat. Um, Sayid Nurmagomedov, he's a threat. Uh, Umar Nurmagomedov, he's a threat. Marab, he's a threat. Myself,
1: like in my We're opinion, even Sean O'Malley. Problems. Look what Sean, look how good Sean did against Peter. And I don't think I don't think Cheeto presents nearly the problems that Peter did in that fight to Sean. Slow so, starter. So it looks like to me, like even Sean presents a huge problem now to Cheeto. It's like stylistically.
0: I mean, the first fight he presented a huge problem. Yeah. Cheeto was getting lit up a little bit, and it was only like a a three minute fight. But yeah. But within those first two minutes of the fight, Cheeto was pretty much getting lit up. And of course, the fight just started. Anything could have happened. Mm-hmm. O'Malley could have gotten tired, but like, but yeah. in the beginning of the fight, like, let's be honest, Cheeto right. was getting lit up.
1: And you have now you have a guy who has gone through that war with Peter Jan, who's one of the toughest guys in the division, a former champion, and you're coming off fights against, like I said, older, less durable, weathered guys.
0: And a win's a win. I'm not going to take of that away him. Of course, wins, man, but... but it's
1: like, and then you compare it, like, Cheeto's a guy who kind of sits back and waits for his moment. Sean's a guy who's going to come at you and throw a bunch of strikes at you from the get-go.
0: And style on you. And
1: he's longer than you and taller than you. And, again, he's got that experience. They're
0: they're relatively even. They're both tall, lanky dudes. But one has physical traits that are a lot more gifted in um, Sean O'Malley. Fast twitch. Like Sean, I feel like Sean uses his
1: body as a part of his style. No, he does. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel that same way about Cheeto, but, again... Cheeto, and that's I why
0: I respect Cheeto, because he's not the most physically gifted. Mm-hmm. He's He almost reminds me of Brandon uh, Moreno. He's not the most physically gifted guy, but he works hard. He puts the time in, and he fights to his strengths. And look at him, world champion. So I'm not saying Cheeto can never be a world champion. I'm oh, just saying that's me. a tall order, order with a guy like myself, Marab, Umar, um, Saeed Nurmagomedov Ricky Simone Like these are tough guys For him to beat If it's a striker He can maybe eventually get them But if guys are gonna Put him down The same way Jose Aldo did Take his back Keep him there And neutralize him What are you gonna do If you what and Murab Are window? still
1: fighting There's I don't see any way He could be a, a He champ. could be a champion Yeah Unless
0: th- I were to lose To like a Henry Or a Sean but and then, then there's Silmarab. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it has to be like the perfect storm. But if Plug. I fight Cheeto, like, I'm betting on me and I'm betting my mortgage every single time. Yeah. Because but, I think for him to win, he needs to land a kill shot. And I'm not saying it can't happen. I mean,
1: but the kicks, but his kicks are fucking amazing. No, they're good. That's, he, that's, his, that's his superpower. He snipes with those things and, yeah. ki- like, just kills people. But uh, going back to Corey Sanhagen. He's an assassin, and he's like one of the best strikers in the world.
0: And he strategically will pick you apart.
1: And I don't think you could say Cheeto's one of the best strikers in the world. He's got a lot of shit. He's dangerous, though. He's very, but he's not one of the best, most technical, like developed strikers yeah. like Corey is. So it's just, it's a sick matchup, though.
0: I agree with that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm leaning towards Corey Sanhagen in that fight. Uh, this division is one of the best. I know people were kind of giving me shit on Twitter, like you want to vacate the belt acting as if you did a lot. You guys read a headline and didn't actually listen to the interview. Okay. I know there's gonna, there's always going to be contenders. Always. There's always going to be the younger, hungrier guy coming in. My age only goes up. right? Like all the guys I've fought have been ranked outside of three guys. So on my way up to fighting for the belt, I fought nothing but ranked guys. Brett Johns, undefeated. Cody Stamon, undefeated in the UFC. um, Pedro uh, Jim Rivera, who uh, I think he was undefeated in the UFC as well. I think he might have lost one. He lost to um, Marlon Moraes. That's the only one Mm -hmm. he lost. And then, uh, so that was a common opponent for us. Then I beat Pedro Munoz, who had some ups and downs. He lost to Rafael Sonsal. Came back, finished Rob Font. Like, no one talks about his wins and how dangerous he was. Knocked out Cody Garbrandt, who just beat Dominic Cruz mm-hmm. while he was younger. This was 2016. So 2016 Dominic Cruz getting knocked out by Cody, um, getting um, styled on by Cody Garbrandt. Then he only loses to TJ. And then you go on. I beat Santa Hagen, who's supposed to be Moses walking on water. I finish him in under <laughs> two minutes. and then You I...
1: beat everybody in the generation before you to get there? Yeah. And now all the contenders in your generation that came up with you? You've basically beat them all. I, exactly. And then Henry's kind of a flashback because he was kind of the generation before you.
0: And that's why it's a nice now, matchup. Cheeto is we're the only. Around the same time.
1: Right. So if, let's say, Cheeto wins. Cheeto then, came
0: around the same time I did, though. He came around, I think, 2013. Right.
1: But he would be the only guy in your generation. But I don't think he's going to win. So it kind of like, if he loses, then that eliminates a contender. Yeah. And then the only guy left is O'Malley if but you beat I Henry.
0: I haven't fought contenders, people who are saying. There's right. So, many so then it's like, like you don't then it's like sense. Aljo. So
1: Aljo's cleared out the whole generation that was ahead of him when he came up, and then his whole the whole generation who's contending when he's champion, and then it's like now you want him to go fight the the new guys when everybody's known for years that his best friend and training partner deserves a title shot too. Yeah. But they won't fight, so Aljo's going to step aside for him, and then watch Mirab clear out the, all those guys.
0: But he has already. Yeah. As well. No, I'm
1: saying the new guys.
0: Yeah. But so it's just like, it's just this weird catch 22 is like, you, you want to run away. I'm like, I'm not running away, but you guys can keep doing this after every single fight and keep saying, well, now nah, this guy, well, now nah, this guy. So that's never going to change. But it's like, right. are you going to give me my flowers for beating the guys that you said we're going to win? And then when I do win, do I get respect for that?
1: Just let it, let it.
0: No, no, I, yeah. I trust me, I don't give a shit, right. but I just want people to understand what they're saying. It doesn't make sense no, because doesn't. you're going to keep moving the goalposts and trying to make me look like I'm running away from contenders. I'm like, dude, what else do you want me to do? I should have fought for the belt against Corey Hagen for the vacant title. I did not. We were the two highest ranked guys in the division. That should have been for a world title, but Jose Aldo coming off of a loss gets to fight Piotr Jan after knocking out Uriah Faber. What are we even talking about? No, I know. But no one gives him grief and it's talks crazy. shit to him the it's way crazy. they've been talking shit to me. You know, so it's like weird. It's like, tell me you want me to lose without saying you don't want me to lose. Like, make it about the contenders versus you just really just want me to lose. Right. I'd rather you say that because then it's an honest conversation. But if you're not going to say that, it's like, dude, you make no sense. You're literally just finding any type of thing to kind of go around to try to discredit me. And that's not right. That's the only thing that I find about the fans that's not cool and I don't like. Trying to discredit you. It's just like, you're trying to discredit me any way that you possibly can, even though, like, I know you're wrong. You know you're wrong. But you're sticking by your gun so hard just because you just want to just... Stick it to me or you just want to see me lose? You should post
1: your topology of your last, like, 12 fights. With a ranking next to their name. Yeah, and just post it and be like, this is what I've done in this fucking league. And just let it sit.
0: And then compare that to Cheeto. Compare that to Sean O'Malley, who's fought nothing but truck drivers. Compare that to... How many guys
1: on Sean's resume are in the UFC?
0: Like, zero.
1: Like, literally, I think one in his last five fights. And that
0: one doesn't even count because it was a no contest. Who else has he fought And that's Pedro's injured? on his way out? I'm not give gonna it, say he's on his way out, give it two year, give it a year
1: and a half. I don't think Pedro's even
0: fighting anymore. We made our debut around the same time, and he's older than me. So, the fact that he's older than me, we made our debut at the same fight event, same card UFC 170, and he's been around for this long.
1: That's impressive, it's very, very oh, impressive. Pedro's a legend,
0: and he's beat a lot of ranked guys, yeah. He beat former champions, he's knocked out Cody Garbrandt, bro.
1: I'm not discrediting, no, Pedro no I know at you're all.
0: not. I'm just saying, like, yeah. So people have to put respect on some of these wins that I've gotten. It's not like I just beat Joe Schmo and-,
1: and you, who supposedly has no striking, outstruck Pedro for three straight rounds
0: and Jimmy Rivera.
1: Yeah, so it's like,
0: so it is what it is. Like it's either the people gonna come around and recognize like oh, maybe this guy is actually better than what we said, or you're just gonna keep looking at the first Yan fight and be like, oh, he's an actor. I mean, it's like if that's what you want to do, it's like okay, I can't change that.
1: But I think. You're still in the spotlight. These next two fights, you know, when you win, I think it's going to be – the narrative will definitely change. Cause, Cause like, like
0: they want me to stay around town I'm 40 years if old. You, if TJ didn't – if
1: T- if you beat TJ and he didn't have the arm, it would be a completely different narrative right now.
0: But it, that is so but stupid. But it's just
1: – it was easy to latch on again. I know it's stupid, but I'm just saying,
0: like, it's not your fault. It's just your bad luck. I had a partially torn bicep tendon when I fought TJ. I had a partially torn bicep tendon when I fought Pio two guys that were supposed to school me. They have their own injuries. I beat those guys. I fought seven professional fights with a torn labrum, completely torn labrum. Uh I won those fights. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then it's like, you can't do both. You can't go, if it wasn't torn, you fought a one-armed guy. Ah. Well, which one is it? Which one is it? If he's sparring, And he's beating up Juan Archuleta. He's beating up all these other guys. He's sparring with Cup Swanson, and he's having good rounds. Why is it that now that I beat him, it's a problem? It's like, well, if he kicked my ass with one arm or one good, really, really good arm, then it's like, oh, I knocked out Cody Garbrandt. So Aljo's striking, I figured this was a great matchup for me because his striking was very rudimentary, and I knew I could school him. But then you don't, bro. But then you don't. Even in the striking department, you don't. You could say, oh, but you took him down within the first 30 seconds. Okay, cool. That's fair. But even before that, what did TJ do that was so glaringly like, oh, there's a big gap deficit between the striking where TJ was clearly the man. We didn't see that when we fought in October 22nd. Yeah.
1: And people just assume, it's like saying Khabib can't strike, but like, what evidence of that do we really have? He was just so good at what he wanted to be doing. Exactly. And then the moments he did strike... You remember his striking. Yeah. Like when he knocked down Connor. You remember that shit. It's like the same for you. Like when you fought Pedro. People remember that shit. I mean, kind of. The people who watched it The do. people
0: who watch it. But it is what it is, man. Like I like like I said, I really don't care. People are gonna say, Oh, you do care because you're talking about I'm like, Yeah, we're obviously having a conversation. But um if you turn tune in to me after the first Jan fight, you're gonna feel the way you feel. And I understand it. I want for the fans to understand that I understand that. But if you go and do your homework, you're going to be – I think your opinion changes dramatically, and that's it. That's all I got to say about that. If you watch the Only Dion fight, I understand your stance on me. You go and watch my other fights previously and do your homework, I guarantee your stance changes. That's it. It's as simple as that.
1: Well, and we even saw on Twitter today, I sent it to you, like some dude was showing a highlight of your fight with Pedro, and he was like, Aljo's so cool. And then if you see the comments, people are like, Aljo's the least cool guy. But this one guy was defending you like, nah, look at all his fights. This guy's dope as fuck.
0: But that's a real fan that watches all the fights.
1: But that, me seeing that tweet was like, oh, okay, I think people, this narrative is starting to change at least.
0: It is what it is. Like, even if I were to lose to Henry, I always play devil's advocate. Like, I have nothing to hang my head about. I know I put in the work. And if the better man wins, the better man wins. At the end of the day... It comes down to what have we both done and accomplished. Like losing to Henry doesn't, I feel personally, doesn't change anything about my career. Henry loses to me, I feel it doesn't do anything to change his career either. You got two of the best guys. I'm talking stats wise, mm-hmm. what we have both accomplished in this sport. It's There's no one loses in this fight. No. Especially if it's like a very competitive and high level fight, which I think it will be. If one of us gets steamrolled, that's different. But I think if it's a very competitive fight, which I think it will be, I think that changes. Like, there's no way anyone could discredit either one of us because we're two of the best guys who have ever done it and stepped foot in the octagon at 135, and even for him, one 125 and
1: 135. Yeah. So. I mean, what? There's nothing to take away. Because for him, it's like, he's coming off the couch. If he loses, okay. But then for you, it's like, you're fighting this Olympic gold medalist, multi weight class champion. If you lose, it's like okay, can't really say much because you yeah. fought one of the best guys there is.
0: Yeah, one of the best athletes ever. To combat sports. In people
1: yeah. people argue that Henry's the best combat sports athlete of all time.
0: I would argue that too.
1: Like so, based for, on what he's accomplished. Yeah, like in How multiple he sports, he's become the top cream of, to become the cream of the crop in anything in the world is hard, let alone sports where there's this – like where everybody wants that type of achievement. You know, everyone – if anybody would trade their job to be a a top-level athlete, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's that competitive. And then to do it in two different domains is like obviously – that's really impressive.
0: The only thing that's going to annoy me is when I actually do beat him and finish him that people are going to try to now shift and go, well, you fought someone who was out of the game for almost three years. And that's like that's the most annoying part. It's just like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You don't fight you don't fight Henry. You're trying to fight O'Malley. You want the easier fight. I fight Henry. I beat Henry. Oh, you fought a guy coming off the couch. There's no winning. And that's why it's like, yo, the, the And wins, then when you beat O'Malley, yourself. it's
1: gonna be like, ah, uh, no one thought he was gonna beat O'Malley. Or no one thought O'Malley could beat him. It's obviously a mismatch for O'Malley. It's like, okay.
0: It's so dumb. But he beat the number one contender. Bro, people keep thinking could bank me. account? Going up on a Tuesday. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Like, I'm I'm fighting for legacy. I'm fighting for financial gain and for opportunities that come with winning. And at the end of the day, people like winners no matter how you want to. Like, you can have a crazy fight, war. People mm-hmm. don't give a shit. They, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they want to attach themselves to the guys that have right. won. And that's the way in the world that we actually live in. Unfortunately, that's just the way it goes. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I respect all fighters that step in there. Like, you're a UFC fighter, you're a UFC fighter in my book, no matter what, to the end of the, the end of times. Um, obviously, there's going to be some better than others, but I know to get to the UFC, it's not easy. Even though some people have had a little bit more of a handout and an easier path to get there, um, but once you get there, if you even get one win, that's something to pat yourself on the back about. Because at the end of the day, the 1% of the 1%, and then you have the 1% of that 1% who can actually become a champion, and then that 1% of the one percent of those champions who can actually become some of the greatest of all time athletes.
1: But like, if you go, if you get to the UFC and you go zero three, you're kicking ninety nine point nine percent of people's asses in the entire world. Yeah,
0: that's how usually. Usually, there's some guys that really don't belong there. But
1: yeah, but like, you know, there's a guy who I'm thinking of right now who went zero oh, and three and he got cut. But I'm like, that guy kicks most people's asses. Yeah, like the vast. There's a very few people who in, in the world could beat him up. Like, it's that type of thing. Like, that's how good you are at the sport. Yeah. And it's like, just to even get a win or have a career. Like, I have a nine-year career. Fights,
0: bro. i won 14 UFC fights, bro. I've won 14 UFC fights. I've made that walk 17 times.
1: It's a hard thing.
0: And people, you want to discredit me? Bro. You know what's weird? I'll tell people a story. When I made my UFC debut, I remember watching Sarah McMahon. I remember watching Daniel Cormier in the back room warming up, losing weight on fight week, trying to cut weight, get ready for the weigh-ins. Wow. And uh, I was just in awe, like watching these guys. Like, these are the mofos that I watched on TV right here in front of me doing it. And then they're watching me work out and warm up and cut weight, watching me hit pads with Ray, watching me grapple with my brother Troy. Um, and that, man, it, it it stuck with me. Never, ever forget that, that moment, those moments. And uh, I remember how miserable DC was making 205. He was not happy. He fought Pat Cummins that day. Short-notice fight. Pat Cummins wrestled him. He said he made DC cry in the wrestling room. And DC could not wait to get his hands on this guy. Beat the crap out of him. Much deserves <laughs> DC did. DC yeah. did. And now, I remember going into the Marlon Marais fight. I'm in the back room. I'm cutting weight, getting ready. And I'm noticing people watching me. And I'm like, oh shit. You're the veteran now. You're who people are like looking up to to see how you do things. I'm watching these guys how they did things. Not realizing how many fights I now had in the UFC. And I'm like, Oh, people care about what I'm doing now. I'm that, I'm that guy now. I'm in that position. I've had almost 10 fights at that point in the UFC company. So I now I get it. I'm like, oh, so this is how it works, man. Like you see people and then eventually you become the guy. And now people are tuned in and locked into you as athletes, admiring other athletes and seeing how they do and seeing if they're doing the right things and what they could do better. And that's what it's all about, you know? So um, but that's my story. You
1: know, a lot of people don't get to have that. Like,
0: yeah. So even now, like I go through fight week and people get to watch me work out. Like even in Abu Dhabi, like a lot of these guys are watching me work out. They're seeing what I'm doing. Like, oh, this is a guy who's supposed to be the champ. He's fighting TJ. Oh, he's fighting Yan. Let's see how he's doing things.
1: And even like, like legends are in the same room as you, and they're like, they're like, oh, like they're like watching. You. Like, Khabib <laughs> yeah. was in the room with you. Yeah, and he, his whole team was kind of like. Keeping tabs on you too, in because yeah. Islam was cutting weight too. It's like,
0: and they were watching me how I was grappling with Marab my transitions, like and you like, know, Yo. talking to each other, pointing at
1: you, like that type of thing. I'm like, yeah, that's and crazy.
0: It's, it's cool because I, I know Khabib is smart. And he's watching. He's like, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. He he knows how to grapple, which he he has said himself on on, on,
1: on Anatomy of a Fighter. He's yeah, that, he's yeah. like
0: he. This guy is very good um, with his grappling. He's very strong in this position. And that only comes from a guy who actually done their homework. So I know those guys respect me, and they know I'm a dangerous matchup, no matter who or what, no matter, matter if I'm fighting, you know? So that gives me confidence in what I'm doing and the preparation I'm doing and my skill set and my abilities. But, yeah, now I'm the vet, and now I'm the one that people are looking up to and watching for tips and, and all kinds of things like that. So it's cool. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is wins and losses. They could be ugly wins. They could be dominant wins. But in the record books, they're only going to show, they're not going to have like a asterisk next to it like, this was a very dominant performance. It's not going to say that. It's just going to say he won. You know? The people who are going to be able to tell our stories from time on, like that's going to be cool. And I hope to have those stories like when people are 40, 60, 70 years old, like, oh, yeah, I remember watching that Sterling fellow. Like, I, I, I want to have moments like that. And I think my Pedro Munoz fight was a moment like that. I think the statement fight was a moment like that. I think um, coming back from the adversity and winning after a 13-month layoff and winning over Jan after all the cards were stacked against me, that's a moment like that. Mm-hmm. Like Those are pivotal moments where people are going to be like, yeah, this guy had no shot. He had no business winning this fight. But he came out, did the damn thing, didn't care what nobody said, and he got it done. And... That's why I do this, man, for the glory of the sport. Of course, money is cool, but then the day, I didn't get into this for the money. I got into this because I love to compete. The money is the icing on the cake, and now I'm getting older. I'm like, I want to make as much of that as I can, but I still want to keep adding to my legacy. Henry Cejudo is that guy, and that's why I can't wait to fight him whenever we fight in May, if the UFC makes it official, and um, get it done. Even if my bicep doesn't heal to 100%, we're going to do the fight. We're going to see whatever happens. And I'm not going to tell people beforehand. Like People are going to ask me, how's the bicep? And I'm just going to be like, no, nah, the bicep is great, whatever it is. And even if it is really great, you're not going to know. you know. And I'm not going to make an excuse afterwards and say the bicep wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. The better man <laughs> is going to fight and win that night. Right. And that's all it comes down to. I'm not going to make excuses because I've been injured before. I fought injured before. And at the end of the day, it's either I'm going to get the surgery or I'm not going to get the surgery and try to get to as close to 100%. Or I'm gonna go out there and, and put it on the line. This place, this time, and am I the better guy at this moment in time in life? And that's it. Mic drop. And at that point we're at two minute, two hours and ten minutes. Fuck. So thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you like this shit, subscribe to this show, spin it. Bang. Fish, baby Bang. Pow, pow 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 pow. Let's go get let's go get more drunk. Peace.